Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. progress. We haven't, we haven't forgotten how to make progress in this country and we haven't lost interest in making progress and that will benefit to varying degrees all kinds of people including around the world. But there will be interruptions and I don't know when they will occur and I don't know how deep they will occur. I do know they will occur from time to time and I also know that we'll come out better on the other end. So it doesn't sound like you're selling airline stocks today. <laughs> I won't be selling airline stocks. <laughs> I won't be selling airline stocks as Warren, you imagine? says Warren Buffett a month before last. That would be, that'd be yeah. silly, and over the weekend they sold them all. Every single share. <laughs> and my point is not he was being duplicitous. Warren Buffett is a liar and a traitor. We're trying to mislead you or pad the stock or anything like that. It's just things changed that much. I find it frightening that changed so much. 
since month before last that Warren Buffett said, "I'm selling. I'm not only am I going to sell some airline stocks, I'm getting rid of all of them." Mm-hmm. He said, "I was wrong. It's the the situation for the world has been way worse for airlines than I thought." And it's just intuitive. Examine your own feelings and those of the folks around you. There are certain things that will take a very, very long time to return to normal, meaning you're as comfortable doing them as you were before. You know, going to a crowded restaurant, going to a crowded ball game, uh, getting on a crowded airplane and going to some crowded tourist spot. It will be uh, years, I would say, not months, until most people are perfectly comfortable with that stuff. If you don't know, War- I should have said this, Warren Buffett, is uh, he runs one of the biggest funds in the world. He's one of the richest men in the world. Um and uh, and one of the iconic in the investing circles. He's yeah, one, of, one the, of the most respected investing yeah. gurus on earth. Uh, yeah, he'd be on the Mount Rushmore of investing people. Um, and uh, he got rid of all the airline stocks because well, the reality changed that much. Uh, um, and uh, I'm worried about the long term health of all kinds of different things. So you got this story that's out. Today, from the Wall Street Journal, their breaking news, the U.S. government expects to borrow $3 trillion in the second quarter of the year. That's more than twice the total borrowing for all of 2019, and that leaves out the fact that 2019 was a record-setting year. And you said that's going to happen in a single quarter of the year? Yep. Ah. $3 trillion in just the second quarter. Twice what we borrowed in a ridiculously... Um, undisciplined 2019. So you got, wow. so you got that hanging out there. And then you've got, you know, we passed the $2.3 trillion package. Then they passed another, what was it, four or five hundred billion more dollars on that, uh, you know, because they ran out of money with the other one right away. And more to come from what I understand, right? And, and now they're negotiating over a couple of things. So Nancy Pelosi wants bailouts for the states. Well, it's mostly blue states. And uh, Republicans are against it. Democrats are for it. The Republicans want a payroll tax cut. Republicans are against it. Uh, Democrats are for it. So there's talk of a deal being made where the Democrats will say, okay, we'll vote for your tax cut if you'll vote for our state bailout. And uh, and everybody wins. And everybody... Bipartisanship. Everybody <laughs> loses. And that <laughs> both parties get their really out there on the edge of uh, of doable... Uh, projects going that they they both have wanted for a long time at the same time, and uh, I, I just I just think there's there's no there's no concern for the future happening right now. I don't know if it's because they're all a bunch of eighty year olds and they think they'll be dead soon, or it's either that or the view held by some economists that we can do this forever. Essentially, we can just keep printing money and borrowing that money because we always pay it off. That is and... the belief of some that we're such a giant powerful engine. And we will come roaring back and be the giant, powerful engine that we were before this thing. We can, we can just absorb anything. It's like uh, if you if you make a lot of money, you can be really wasteful. Yeah. You're still okay. Well, here's an alternate point of view to those economists. It's a minority view, but it's an incredibly popular view among politicians who stay in office and stay in power by pandering to you. My alternative view is this. There is a 100% certainty, 100% that fiscal responsibility works in the long term. Nobody... Disputes, spending as you go and spending only what you have works real, real well. 100%.
But uh, no, we're going to gamble on this bizarro pander to the voter, give them everything they want, and never ask them to pay for it. Crap. It's just no way to... It's it, You know, it's, it's actually immortal to me. Uh, never mind the fiscal irresponsibility of it. It's just... It, it turns us into a bad people, an yeah. irresponsible, childlike, greedy people. We're like the, 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 the giant kid, the, the scary kid in that Twilight Zone episode or the kids in, the, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory slash Willy Wonka. We're just ugly greed heads as a people. Yeah, I, I learned about that reading one of the LBJ books. Uh, it was the one, uh, leading up to around the election, I think in 1960. And, um, and it was interesting to me because I didn't know this. So there was a battle going on over, uh, tax cuts and you had fiscal hawks in both parties that were very powerful people. And it was driven a lot by them being very religious people. Mm. They, they believed it was a moral question and, 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 and it was important for society and for individuals to live within their means, it was a moral question. And that's what drove being a fiscal hawk among you know people that c- controlled this sort of thing. Uh, Interesting. Back in yeah. the day, that that doesn't exist anymore. No. You know, the Rand Paul cares about fiscal fiscal sustain sustainability just for math reasons, and he's right. But uh, there, nobody, it's not being driven by this is a moral question anymore, and that's uh, too bad in my opinion. Right. Well, there's no constituency for it either, or hardly any. So, uh, you know, as a politician, oh yeah, I could almost forgive a guy for coming to me and saying, look, Joe, I agree with you 100%. I can get zero votes promoting that. Maybe <laughs> I should. Maybe I should die on the hill of trying to convince my constituents that we shouldn't get federal money here. Your constituents, but I'm not gonna. You would have never gotten elected in the first place. Right. Right, yeah. So uh, maybe I'm just a naive idiot that what has been the reality for every government for all of recorded history would continue to be reality. I'm a sap, I guess, for advocating that. These are strange times, man. I just, I want a time machine for so many reasons. Betting, certainly on sports events, very handy. But, <laughs> it's a well, first- First place you go with the time machine is well, betting. That finances all the other things he wants to do oh, with his time exactly. machine. Yeah, yeah, And then I'll probably get around to uh, preventing wars and assassinations, Jack, and doing charitable things. But first, I got a Super Bowl to bet on. Anyway, uh, but I would like to go 50 years into the future, 75 years into the future. And, uh, number one, find out if we finally have flying cars. And number two. God dang it, you'd be, you'd be horrified. I don't know what a time machine looks like but stepping off the plane the plane or <laughs> coming out of the cube or right appearing or whatever guy you just be horrified if you went 75 years in the future am i going to end up on a on a on a smoking charred earth right with uh with roving gangs of hungry people running people around with ipads for faces <laughs> will it, <laughs> will it be the usual movie portrayal of weird tubular cities with hovercraft and the rest of it or, or will, will it be more like just more or less like it is now just crappier <laughs> yeah with a or better know, slightly faster iphones yeah <laughs> or you know people only are now watching 12k television there's only like a hundred thousand people left because of the COVID twenty one or something. But I would like to see uh, what the popular perception is of the people of the early twenty first century who spent the United States of America into 
Well, into what? I don't know. Into what? Into probably fiscal oblivion eventually. But according, again, to the minority uh, of economists who politicians love, we can do this forever. We can just keep snorting coke, staying up all night, getting with hookers, buying Lamborghinis on credit. We can just do that uh, indefinitely. Okay. Like great. we're Let's... Michael Avenatti. Right. As a country, yeah. we're Michael Avenatti. Or know, Michael I'll Jackson. A, I'll get a private plane and a Lamborghini, and it, it's a, I'll come up with a way to make money. I'll, yeah, worry about about I'll find somebody the president allegedly, I don't know, promised a TV show to, and I'll sue him or something. <laughs> yeah, things, yeah, this things can go on out. forever. Things just always work out for me somehow. I don't know. Now, if uh, you'll excuse me, I'm off to join a sixth golf club. You think you, you, the, the, the world is weird. Eels are forgetting that people exist. They're having a problem. <laughs> Should in, I be hurt? <laughs> we're, having a, we're having a problem in our aquariums because the eels, which uh, normally are scared of people like in, in the ocean, they'd be horrified at seeing another beast, but yes. they become used to people in the aquariums, so they'll come out and about now and then and, uh, and everything like that so you can see them. But they've forgotten that people exist now, so now they're just hiding in the dark, scared to death of uh, anything. So we, so they're actually at some aquariums. They're having people regularly walk over by the eel tank, so they remember that there's people. They've around. even been making calls for people to FaceTime the eels, mm. so they Come know molest my eel, so they know what it looks like. Apparently, because the when the the caretakers show by, go near the cage or the the tank, I guess it's not a cage. Water would fall out of a cage. <laughs> and, and the eel would die, Sean. Yes. Uh, but what the, your eel? Well, I kept <laughs> it in a cage. It's a... So, step one, mistake. Um, and uh, they would they would hide. And so they need them not to hide when people are around so they can actually look at them and see if they're healthier eating right. or whatever. There you go. Right. So yes. eels are forgetting people exist. And don't keep your eels in cages. Yeah. Hey, attractions like uh, aquariums. I mean, I've I've visited a couple of fabulous aquariums through the years, but they tend to be quite crowded, oh. especially after noon or so. Sure. What's the revenue picture? I read. Um, uh, my, you know, we we talk about the NBA and Major League Baseball and then the NFL and the rest of it. Uh, I heard some minor league baseball executives talking about how they might just go out of business. The team will not exist anymore because they don't have big lucrative TV contracts. Yeah, a lot of them don't have point. any TV contracts. A lot of them pay radio stations to put the games on the air. That's right. We've worked All they have stations. is tickets and concessions. Yeah. And so that's sad. But anyway, I'm, I'm thinking about attractions like aquariums and museums. Uh, what's, what's that revenue picture? It's got to be rough. Um, I've got... Joe Biden sex scandal news. And, really? Uh, I'm not going to pretend it's ramping up because it's not. It's ramping down. Uh, and I don't think he did anything. But uh, I've got Going some news on down. that. Got some news on that. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Joe Biden continues trying to campaign while quarantined. I'm going to keep speaking out. But clips like that aren't getting enough traction. And now the architects of Barack Obama's White House wins. David Pluff and David Axelrod write in the New York Times about Biden. Online speeches from his basement won't cut it. Written pronouncements on this issue or that may have won attention during his many years in office, but will get little pickup now. Broadcast interviews are fine, but most valuable only if they generate a great and memorable line that becomes a widely shared and consumed video moment. 
I have two problems with that. Okay. That uh, whole report. Number one, Peter Ducey does his reports from his dining room with the kitchen in the background. It's a terrible background. He needs to do a better one. He could go with the cliched bookcase, but I would argue a plain wall would be better than his uh, uh, modest apartment in Washington, D.C. My <laughs> okay. second problem with that report. All right. I, saw, I happen to see that report on TV. <clears throat> My second problem with it is Joe Biden could not do a damn thing until September 15th. And I have, I maintain and will continue to maintain, that's plenty of campaigning, isn't it? If we had a good, solid, we'll say two months, so September 3rd, two months of good, hard campaigning. So you Don't you he, think we'd all hear plenty? You mean he doesn't need to do anything till then, we'd be fine? Yeah, I think he's fine not saying a danged word. I think he can't do anything right now because, because we got, he's old. Because we got the biggest health and economic crisis in all of our lives happening. Yeah, how are you going to punch through that? I just you're not. Yeah, I don't think there's I don't think there's much you could do. I'd love to see you know if a much better politician were doing it, how they might have handled it, but uh, it'd be difficult for anybody to break through, um, through the current news cycle. I think, but I could be wrong. Well, and again, I think Peter Ducey's just um, he's assuming that what he's had all of his young life, which is these interminable campaigns. And longer every cycle that they must be. I, I, I think it will, you know, obviously you'd have to run a parallel universe experiment, but well, if Joe Biden was campaigning like a fiend right now, I think it'd hurt him. If we're going <laughs> to engage in what they call rank punditry, uh, I did hear the other day from uh, John Heilman, one of the game change guys, who said history has shown that the, the candidate is defined by the incumbent or vice versa. In the spring, like right now, mm. um, Barack Obama defined Mitt Romney as a rich, doesn't care about people, blah, blah, blah. George Bush was able to define John Kerry, the whole swift boating, all that sort of stuff early on. Same thing, Clinton with Bob Dole. Uh, there was another example in there, I think. Anyway. Um, do you the, think that's what Biden was trying to do with these comments? And no sight-wrecking, <laughs> bush-wrecking, horn-swoggling, crocker-crocker is going to roll away. And it's Cracker Kroger derangement syndrome, <laughs> if you ask me. And so uh, my question would be, who's defining who? So they're making the argument that, that, that Joe Biden is defining Trump as having done a bad job with the coronavirus and everything like that. I don't know. We'll see how that plays off. I think it might be closer to the Trump side is defining Joe Biden as a, a, a doddering old fool who barely yes. knows where he is. Yes. I think that might be closer to the truth. But. Well, they they both try to define each other, but uh, my point is just, yeah, traditionally it's been in the spring, because traditionally that's when these things have really started to get going. And I say we could pick it up first week of September and be fine. Um, but I suppose we'll never know. A couple of things on the, the so-called sex scandal, um, which I don't think, I don't have any reason to think Joe Biden did anything. Left versus far left in the Washington Examiner today saying there's a split in the Democratic Party uh, among some crowd who think that he's getting too much of a pass and that we should be past this portion of the hashtag Me Too world. Uh, a New York Times opinion writer, Elizabeth Bruning, who is a Democrat, she wrote a piece called Democrats. It's time to consider plan B on how Biden is just too damaged by this uh, to, to go forward, which... You know, I don't think that's true, but that's pretty interesting. Elizabeth Warren, who currently leads the pack for a likely vice presidential candidate running with Joe Biden, 
she came out today and said Biden's denial of the sexual assault claim was credible and convincing, and I support the vice president. (laughs) She's fully on board. It didn't happen. That's what he said. Credible and convincing. Unlike that monster Judge Kavanaugh. Who said it didn't happen? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't remember being there. Nobody I know remembers that. Nobody even thinks we ever met. Blah, blah, blah. We believe women. Right. Now, we're, yeah. we're, we're getting it right this time. This is the way you handle these situations. We got it wrong last time. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you had one thing you could go back in time and tell your younger self, what would it be? Yeah, not to run so much. Running over 30 miles a week for probably my first five, six years on tour. uh, Pretty much destroyed my body and my knees. Tiger Woods, the question is, if you could go back and change one thing, what would you do differently? And he says, I wouldn't have run so much. Yeah. Erkins pay Atris way? No, not that? No, yeah. Certain, no, it's none of your business. If you could go back and tell your young self one thing, don't run so much. It's <laughs> an interesting choice. Uh, Tiger. Back a not, little further out before you turn left of the driveway? Not, <laughs> yeah. Lock up your clubs on Thanksgiving? <laughs> right, right. You know what's interesting is... Uh, Hire an he, Uber? <laughs> He has so you don't a, end up with four flat tires in Florida thinking you're in California? Maybe God, just tiger. Don't take more Ambien than the bottle says you're supposed to. <laughs> there are a number of things you could say. No, but I'm sure oh. the running thing makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sure. Well, he's, he's a bit Trumpian in that he never likes to admit screw-ups. Um, he's actually softened. But the one thing that's funny is... He still to this day has not come to terms with the fact that when he had for a couple of years this fixation on becoming a Navy SEAL, he worked out like a lunatic and did all sorts of Navy SEAL training, and he messed up his knee doing that. Uh, but he can't admit that to himself for some reason, so he doesn't. But, yeah, he'd run. He would start his day with a four-mile run, then go to the gym, then play and practice for four or five hours, and then do another couple of mile run after that. So he was 30 miles a week, which is a little rough on your knees. How do you have time for the Perkins waitress and the uh, the random half a stripper you meet in Vegas and all that sort of thing? Well, she's your cardio in the afternoon <laughs> for, you know, 2 to 15 minutes, depending. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Speaking of celebrities, uh, Elon Musk just tweeted out a photo of his sixth <clears throat> baby. Uh, six kids. I didn't realize Elon Musk has six kids. Well, he didn't up until this morning. Uh, he now does. He mm. tweeted out a picture, mom and baby all good. And the first picture of the baby, he, uh, he photoshopped in face tats like the kid is post Malone. Jeez. <laughs> oh, For some reason. Nice. Put a ring on that. I did not know Elon, Elon. Musk had six kids. Uh, a set of twins and a uh, a set of triplets were his previous five. You know, none of my business, but I don't know what that means for guys like him. He famously works like 150 hours a week. What does that mean you have six kids? He's right. probably not a very good dad. Uh, how many women? Do I get to know that? I believe those were the... Seven. <laughs> I not easy to pull off. He's, wow. Oh, and that sixth kid he just shot into space. That's not being a good dad. <laughs> to prove it could be done. I think the the twins and the triplets were from the same the same woman. From okay. a previous marriage. Right. I'm, I'm not judging. I'm ju- Actually, I am. Yeah, I'm judging. 
Put a ring on that. <laughs> All right. Well, a lot. It, Raise it, your own damn kids. Similar to the whole Jordan thing, right? Like, it, in order to achieve what Elon Musk has achieved, he probably had to sacrifice a lot of what he is, others would describe as maybe social trappings, right? Like, the, the, he, he's not as good of a family man or at, at relationships, and I don't know who he considers friends, but yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's lacking in other ways, which is why he's able to succeed in in the incredible ways he does. Well, yeah. Not because yeah. of. I know which was, I would choose if I was his kid. That was a rather charitable way to express it, but uh, fair enough. Uh, Pfizer and BioNTech. Bio, bio, then a capital N, then tech. Uh, N? Is, What's an N? Is set to begin U.S. coronavirus vaccine trial already. Like Kim Jong-un? Uh, Pfizer and bio, N, tech. B-I-O, bio, then N, N, then oh. tech. Bio, N, tech. Okay. I don't know how you pronounce it. Bio, N, tech. It's like a, it's like a shop and save. Okay. Exactly. Steak, N, shake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Clearly. Okay. <laughs> Gotcha. Get Rock and roll. <laughs> Stop and frisk. Just like that. Precisely. Uh, so they said on Tuesday that they have begun delivering doses of their experimental coronavirus vaccines for initial human testing in the United States. Wow, that was fast. The U.S. drug maker and the German partner, Yavol, said in the uh, vac- if the vaccine proves to be safe and effective, it could... Well, of course, you're going to use it to end this crisis. Yeah, we understand why you're doing it. Oh, I thought we are going to use it to, uh, I don't know, clean our frying pans. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that that's like super duper fast. It's like insanely fast to have it up and being tested already and how quickly it could get to all of us. Potentially ready for uh, U.S. distribution by the end of the year. Holy Bring God. it. Yeah, bring it. Jab it in me. We'll see how it works. That's fine. I'm willing to be the guinea pig. Oh, it one interesting admi- aspect. can only be administered by Murder Hornet, though. <laughs> <laughs> right into your eardrum. Uh, interesting aspect of this, I read the other day that the plan is if the virus, uh, not the virus, the vaccine looks good, they're going to manufacture the bejesus out of it while they're testing it. They're not going to wait till after the testing to ramp it up. And they're hoping, you know, the testing then shows, yep, it's every bit as good as we thought. Otherwise, they're going to have to chuck all this stuff or flush it down the toilet or whatever you do with millions of doses of vaccine you can't use. But uh, absolutely, the hurry up is on. And I just came across. Hey, Tiger, if there's one thing you could go back and change for the younger you, maybe maybe a burner phone. (laughs) Hey, hey, do me a favor. Take my name off your phone. It's maybe Tiger. A, maybe a different passcode on your phone or something. <laughs> nothing, really. Maybe have one gal on the side. <laughs> you going to stick with the running? Okay. Right. But the running is. is bad for your knees. It's a good point. Could be you could do an exercise bike. Or be faithful to your gorgeous wife who is the mother of your beautiful children. Or if for some or reason the running. or if for some reason it's not working out, you know, then go the, the, the more conventional direction that doesn't just destroy your life and your brand. Yes. The yes. biggest fall from grace maybe in world history. <laughs> or or run less. Hey, Twitter world. <laughs> Oh yeah, OJ. Yeah, OJ is up there. Sean. Yeah, pairing falls You're from right. grace. Yeah, yeah. 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 O- OJ's in yeah. the in the in the, in the conversation. Maybe, Certainly. Maybe do things so you're not compared to OJ in terms of falls from grace. <laughs> yes, exactly. That'd be a yes. great yes, thing to tell so your you're younger not self. In the conversation, 
with OJ. You're not in the same <laughs> sentence as Orenthal because he ran a lot too. You know, <laughs> it just if you follow me, Tyke. So I'm, he's I'm, not listen, really the juice anymore. I'm 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 being a little harsh because I love. And he answered he answered it so quickly. So he's reading the. If there's one thing you could go back and tell you younger stuff. Oh, clearly not run so much. I mean, without without even thinking oh, for a second. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> So I've just come across a, a, a story here, Jack. The Internet has set a new low. You didn't think it was possible. That's hard to even imagine what that means. If you already hate the Internet and social media, you will be disappointed in it even more. It's time to unplug the Internet, folks. The coronavirus has led to a lot of changes in America, a lot of change going forward. And plug it back in like a tech troubleshooting sort of thing? Unplug no, it, plug it back probably in? just drop it off at the e-waste center <laughs> next weekend. The new low from the Internet in a second. government has declared them essential the armstrong and getty show a man in iceland set a world record over the weekend by lifting over 1100 pounds said the man why isn't anyone helping me (laughs) that's such a strange joke David Spade, an original. Has he been canceled? I heard he was, the show was getting canceled. That's, uh, that was that Seth, was Seth Myers, Myers. Oh, that was Seth Myers. My mistake. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but he has uh, a somewhat Spadean delivery. Spade has, uh, he has stopped doing, for, so when his show got canceled, they were shopping it around to other networks. They kind of had like a two to three week thing where he would continue to do the YouTube show, but that has since lapsed and he's not doing new, mm. new stuff anymore. So I, I hope it gets picked up somewhere. I, I really I liked it. his show. Yeah. Uh, but it might have had a narrow audience. Who knows? So the internet just got worse. Oh, that's right. I know right. You, you, you thought it couldn't, but it did. Evidently, some 19-year-old comedian would be, I don't know, if maybe this guy's known, Liam Wire or Ware, W-E-Y-E-R. He uh, originally posted this on April 21st. Before I tell you what it is, <clears throat> it was taken down from TikTok, and he reposted it. Um. It is a video of him uh, standing in his bathroom looking at the mirror and wetting his pants. And the hashtag pee your pants challenge currently boasts 3.9 million views on TikTok with dozens of clout chasing idiot would be influencers wetting their pants as they, you know, record themselves and then post it. Now, is this a child? So somebody did it initially, but are, are this, other... this comedian wire guy? Yeah, b- right. But are other people doing it? That's, oh yeah, that's the always the thing with these challenges. I always well, just wonder dozens. how many people. So there are dozens that have actually done it. Yes. Okay. Now his original point, I think, judging by his quote, was, uh, uh and it's are they it's, calling this Andy Warhol style art? Some he sort, says, or? I'm I'm not surprised to see that people on the Internet will pee themselves if you call it a challenge and add a hashtag. So it could be he was making a point about how stupid people are and desperate for attention. But 
as usually happens on the Internet, uh, the morons are not in on the joke. And they just think it's a challenge and a cool way to get attention. So they are literally urinating into their pants visibly and posting it on the Internet. Hmm. It's uh, morons don't know they're morons. Can we get a list of these people and not let them vote? Regardless of race, color, or creed. Um, that reminds me of Andy Warhol and there's a new biography out. I want to talk about that in a second, but I wanted to get to this. Sunscreen uh, is a bigger deal now than it used to be when I was a kid. Uh, when oh, yeah. We, we regularly went outside without sunscreen on and got sunburned. And everybody, every, me and everybody I knew got sunburned all the time. Now you're considered like an awful parent if you allow your kids to get sunburned. Um, it just it, my kids, I've got well, my oldest has been sunburned once, and the other one never has. I think unimaginable wow. when I was a yeah, kid. yeah, because uh, you just you just cover them in sunscreen all the time, and that's a good thing because the sun is it, it's terrible for you. But I I say this uh, every year: sunburns, radiation burns. They would take it a lot more seriously. Yep, and probably it's a good one. Um. I I like rehearing this every year, so I remember. What's the best sunscreen? The answer is simple. It's the one you will put on again. Mm. The one you will reapply. Whether because it's a spray, or a cream, or you like the way it feels, or don't hate the smell, or whatever it is. The one that you will put on again is the best sunscreen. The reapplying is where they get me. The reapplying is the key to the whole sunscreen thing. Oh, boy. Oh, golly. Because I know, you know, I play a round of golf. I'd be out in the sun all told for, you know, five, five and a half hours from, you know, show up, warm up to leave. And I just apply it once in the in the beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. The, the, you know, the spray stuff is probably better because I've got this really good 75 block Neutrogena sport face i think it's called my my wife gave me the 110 neutrogena sport stuff yeah oh, you always got to one up me 110 so competitive what? right exactly you can walk straight into the fukushima nuclear reactor <laughs> and emerge unscathed with that stuff all over you oh yeah i could lie on the sun yeah but so i put that stuff on but it's like the creamy thickish stuff yeah. and i have to stand there in a mirror and get it all in and make sure i don't look like i'm you know i don't know horribly blotched but I'm not going to reapply that mid-round. So, yeah. and then I, I suppose I could put like this the spray stuff on top. But then I'll probably be like, ah, it sounds gross. Man, I hate I the sweating, and it runs into my eyes. That's oh, one yeah. of my least favorite things. Some stings like a murder hornet. <laughs> so, um, uh, it came up just because I'm reading uh, some of this biography. There's a new biography out of Andy Warhol, the artist. Overrated. Anybody can draw a soup can. Thousand-page biography. Do you, well, what? What? What is your opinion of Andy Warhol? How, do most people know who he is? Do you, know, Sean, your mom's an artist, so you probably have better yeah, idea. I'm, of I'm familiar. Thing. Yeah, he was like big, uh, like kind of the weird '80s alt art scene, wasn't he? Kind of a in New York. Yeah, he died in the '80s. Well, he was huge in the early '60s, '60s, '70s. Yeah. Okay. He changed art forever, according to people who follow this sort of thing. In two shows, one in '62 and one in '65, I think. Um, so way back then, but then he continued more. Um, uh, he he may have, and this might have been his own m- most amazing artistic achievement. He invented the Kardashian thing to a certain extent. The famous, famous for being famous. Famous for being famous. Yeah. Huh. And uh, just hang around other famous people, and other famous people want to 
be near you because you're kind of famous. Now they're you're both famous and just that's he, he quite kinda, literally what the Kardashians were because Paris Hilton was the famous one. She was Paris Hilton's curvy friend. Yeah, for a long time. It seems yeah. pretty clear to me that that Andy Warhol invented that thing, whether on purpose or not. Nobody so really he knows. should be hated. Loathed. Well, <laughs> nobody will, or or he just understood where we were heading. That's that whole in the future everyone will be famous for 15 minutes quote that mm-hmm. he's famous for. It's I find it really fascinating. Nobody really knows what stuff he did on purpose or by accident or what his intent was. Nobody hmm. has any idea because similar to Bob Dylan, he gave different answers every time he was asked in interviews. So you don't know if this was all just accidental and a bunch of crap or if he fully understood the direction we were going with our obsession over stuff and celebrities which I think he's, it's closer to that. He, mm. I think he, in the, in the way that it's just mind-blowing that George Orwell anticipated where we would be that long ago in 1984, Andy Warhol did in the early 60s, saw where we were going with commercial culture and celebrity, I think. It's really amazing. Whereas Van Halen's 1984 album predicted nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's easier said than done. Final thoughts with Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Might as well jump into Final Thoughts. Let's get a thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the show. There he is pressing the buttons in the control room, Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, you want to have a little fun. If you have to wear a mask in the store, when you go to pay, hand the clerk your money and open your eyes as wide as you can. So they just kind of freaks them out, you know? It'll be (laughs) funny. All right. Producer Positive Sean, final thought for us? Yes, quoth Andy Warhol. Art is what you can get away with. I love that. That is pretty good. That (laughs) is pretty good. I'm intrigued in spite of myself. Jack, a final thought to share? Hey, just as we open back up, stores, be aware that the less we have to touch, the more likely we are to come back. Don't have a computer set up where i got to touch the pen and click a whole bunch of different things. Find a way to streamline that so I don't have to touch anything. You're going to get a lot more customers coming back. I really believe that. Uh, my final thought is uh, back to the sun thing. I will tell you this. I am now 100% a broad-brimmed hat guy mm. when I play golf. That's huge. And most guys just go with the ball cap thing, ears, neck. It just the, look at the, the, Everybody's getting stuff cut out of them. And look where it is. And it's it's not just the front of your face. So be smart. Giant, giant sombrero. Is that what you wear on the golf course? Yeah, I do. In fact, I, I hit it with the golf club every swing, but it's worth it. <laughs> it's so just, wide, your backswing actually hits the, 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 the sombrero right. rim. The giant novelty sombrero. <laughs> you got It says Chevy's on the front. You got it at a Chevy's <laughs> on your birthday. Well, I tried to pull out that stitching, but it didn't work, so now there's a hole. <laughs> but it's still, it's comfortable. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Luckily, I have a large black mustache, just coincidentally. <laughs> so many people to thank, so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have a brand new, fantastic, expanded hot links section with a lot of stories and articles and books we talked about. Also, the uh, Scott Atlas, Dr. Scott Atlas Conversation is available as an extra-large podcast. Why? All of our podcasts are at armstrongandgetty.com. We will be back here tomorrow. See you then. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I I did not say that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. (laughs) That's sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say...
How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? It can only be administered by Murder Hornet, though. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.